promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. From Psalm 104. Here's the sea, vast and wide, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships move about, and Leviathan which you formed to play there. All of them wait for you to give them their food at the right time. When you give it to them, they gather it. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your breath, they are created and you renew the surface of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they pour out smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him. I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Our reading as we draw near to Pentecost, of course, comes from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear them in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But some sneered and said, They're drunk on new wine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pentecost is one of those days in the church year in which, especially in the Lutheran church, we don't know what to do with it, really. Uh, We can pretend like we know what to do with it, but we really don't know uh, what to do with it because uh, for those of us that are not Pentecostal, uh, we tend to look at it as some sort of uh, anachronistic happening. We look at it and we think of it as um, some sort of weird thing. The spirit coming, people speaking in various languages, people understanding them, people thinking they're drunk all of this stuff. And we, we think we think of it as some supernatural thing to where we have whole denominations which have placed a large percentage of their doctrine upon this idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, which 
I'm not going to go there one way or the other. I'm not going to turn this into some sort of argument either for or against speaking in tongues, whatever. Um, that this, this idea of, of some sort of angelic speech where you, 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 uh, jabber about, um, in some sort of language. I don't know. I have friends who do it. I, I don't understand it. It's not part of my theology or my upbringing. And so I tend to, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to take a stand one direction or another, but what we see here at Pentecost is the essential work of the spirit to do what it is that God has called these disciples to do. Remember that at the end of Luke, uh, we saw this when we were taking a look at the, the post-resurrection appearance of Jesus in Luke a few weeks ago. Jesus comes to them and gives them a job that they are supposed to go out and proclaim repentance and the forgiveness of sins to all nations. Well, what is happening at Pentecost? There is a preparation work brought about by the Holy Spirit so that all nations might hear a particular thing. What do they hear? Well, it says here in verse 11, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. That is the work of Pentecost. The work of Pentecost is the creating of preachers to go out into the world and in the various languages that exist, declaring the magnificent deeds of God in order to bring people to repentance and to offer them the forgiveness of sins found in Jesus' name alone, not in any other name, not in any other way. Forgiveness coming through Jesus because we can't find it in other places. And it comes powerfully here in this way, right? A a hurricane basically comes blowing through, a tornado and tongues of fire. And, and people start speaking in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Notice that it's not some sort of weird angelic speech, it's actual languages uh, spoken so that those people gathered in Jerusalem might know what it is that uh, God has to say to them, to speak in the language that they might understand. And the people are kind of confused because they're sitting here thinking, well, these are uneducated rednecks, these Galileans. It's a derogatory term. How can they be speaking in all these different languages? Well, the spirit will do what it needs to do in order to bring you a preacher. Because what you need is a preacher. You need a preacher to come to you and to speak to you. To tell you of what it is that God has done for you. And that's the essential work of Pentecost. It is not some amazing supernatural thing that causes you to fall on the ground and roll around and uh, 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 faint in the Holy Spirit or or whatever we see happening in in many uh, weird church circles today. It is God's work to bring you a preacher, someone who comes to you. And sometimes it's someone who is not trained. It's not your pastor. It's not some bishop. It's not some Sunday school teacher. It is some random person who comes to you and brings you the word of God, the magnificent deeds of the Lord. So don't ever think that you could never do this because God will empower you to do what is necessary to be a preacher of his kingdom to others. And you might have already done it without even knowing it. 
What we have to hold on to is the necessity of Christ to create those preachers so that repentance and the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all people. That's our goal. That's the hope of the kingdom of God. And that's the prayer that we have for this Pentecost. May preachers show up in order to proclaim the amazing deeds of the Lord. Let us pray. O God, who did teach the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you next week.